Twin Lights Brewing was founded as a community-centric, environmentally-minded family operation which seeks to source and honor local ingredients, push the boundaries of the science of brewing, and spread the kind of joy that only comes from drinking beer crafted from the heart. With an ever-rotating selection of beers on tap, a family-friendly tap room that welcomes children of all ages as well as dogs, and a large, comfortable space built to host all kinds of events, Twin Lights is designed to bring the community together in new and exciting ways. Visit Twin Lights Brewing at 4057 Asbury Avenue in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on their newest releases, merchandise, and special events. Twin Lights Brewing, the official beer sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. Podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, we still don't have a fucking name for it. I'm Matt. I'm uh, also known. <laughs> um, and on my planet, that uh, that means that translates to Will. I can't. <laughs> oh my god. So this episode two. Um, I would say we could call them actions, even though different. You know. Uh, yeah. John Wick four. I can't believe there's four. And I think this is what this actually this would be Evil Dead. No, this would be the fifth Evil Dead because uh, it was fifth, yeah. yeah one two Army of Darkness, the reboot, and then now another reboot. Correct. <laughs> so this is the yes. fifth Evil Dead, but also having nothing to do with the other correct, Evil Dead correct. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Where do you want to start? Evil? Uh, let's start with Evil Dead because this one's going to be more contentious. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I have to say, so I first of all love the cinematography. Thought it was really interesting. Oh, you're making faces. Um, I just I I don't know. I also just love what was it? Fidi? It was a Fidi Alvarez. This one. I, yes. I I just like his style. Fidi Alvarez actually no, not name making me think. I think it yeah, was. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, it was. I just like the way it looked. Um, I actually liked it. I went in thinking. I was not going to like it at all. No, Lee Cronin. Oh, okay. I think Fede Alvarez was the last one. Oh, he might have been a producer. Fede Alvarez was the director on the last one. I think he was a producer on this one. Right. So I went into it not expecting a lot. Like, I didn't think I was going to like it. Um, I actually really liked it. I was yeah pleasantly surprised. Um, um, but... I fucking hated this movie. Really? Yes. Oh, love that. I love when we have differing yep. opinions. So, so I will... I don't know if this is a cinematography thing or a directing thing. I I did love a lot of the the shots, right? A lot of those cinematography elements. But I watched the movie. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, at night, lights out. I could not see a fucking thing that was happening in the majority of this movie. It was oh. so goddamn fucking dark. Okay, yeah, I didn't get that in the theater. Like, maybe it was a product of me watching it at home. I mean, home, maybe, but... your, maybe your TV was just darker. I mean, or... I, mean I, I know I... you watch a lot of shit on your TV. It shouldn't be a problem. No, I, I have never had an issue right, that's with what I'm seeing saying. Yeah, anything on my TV. Yeah. Like with the I didn't of... think it was, I mean, at least in the theater for me, it was not overly dark. No, for me, it was like overly dark. Like, I had to like struggle to see oh, some well, of this shit. Like, I feel like I was okay. watching that Game of Thrones episode. You know, like, <laughs> where, where they even, where they straight up told you, like, maybe turn the brightness up on your TV. Like, I, but even aside from that, 
I I thought like just the story was just so fucking boring and bland to me. Like it was. I will just, say it was a, it was. I mean, it's it's the the fucking Necromicon found this family right. and possessed them. But right. I didn't really give anything new, which is what I was kind of looking for. And I feel exactly. like the, I feel like what they because of such a radical. Um, setting change. They said we're going to keep the story the same, but at the end of the day, it's a demonic possession movie. See, and that's, that's what, what I it really, it, maybe it, if it didn't. Ha- now, here's a question: If it didn't have the Evil Dead name and it was just called Possession of Mommy, I still would have hated it. Oh, okay, yeah, because I because I thought that. So, so you you made a point about the the setting change, right? Um, I was really excited for this movie because of that. And I thought, because again, I it, it seemed to me that it was going to be a pretty straightforward demonic possession movie, right? So like, not I'm not looking for a whole lot of depth in this script, but what I am looking for, especially if we're going to do a setting change, is some really creative ways to use that setting to the advantage in the horror genre, mm-hmm. right? And I just didn't get that. Okay. Um, and I thought, and, and like you know, maybe maybe it's because they thought it would be too comical you know or like too hokey or because they were really intent on keeping it inside of this apartment building and not going beyond into the greater city like i was just i was bored out of my fucking mind like like i i wanted them to be like you know like like give me a scene where it's like you know you you knock them down the garbage chute or something like funny you know or like right like anything i was like it, it, the i didn't i didn't really start to care about the movie well the first, the opening scene was awesome. I loved that opening scene oh, at, at the, the lake. lake. Loved that opening scene. And once they got into the elevator, and all the blood started pouring in. Then I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like now I'm into it. Mm-hmm. But that's like the last ten minutes of the movie, right? right? Like all that shit in between. I like it was just like the characters were bland and boring. I will like, yes, it was very much like single mom trying her best with three kids. Yeah, I will say though, the one thing I. That with this, even though the characters were bland, something that happened in this movie that I did not feel in the last Evil Dead, I actually felt bad for them because they bit, didn't yeah. do anything wrong. Like, and not that, and like, I'm, I think back because they, they didn't read the fucking Necronomicon, right? Yeah. So like, when I like the other Evil Dead, the reboot that had um, Jane Levy in it, was I, which is one of my favorite horror movies. It's the best, like, yeah. I didn't like. They didn't really make me like love anybody. So when things were happening, I was like, eh. Right. Like I felt bad for me as she got like, you know, she got possessed right. pretty much immediately. And like, oh, I feel bad. But then like her brother, I really didn't care. And then he's like, I can't kill her. And I was like, oh, fuck this kid. Yeah. Um, this one, I genuinely felt bad that this was happening to them. And I, I don't know if that was the right way to go because it made me the whole movie like, I don't know how I want to feel about it. You know, and I thought like, I don't know what made me think that they were all going to survive. I just I don't know what thought like oh they are and then like when I realized like the like the oldest daughter was the first one to really get fucked and she just starts chewing glass and you're like <laughs> oh wait a minute and then like she fucking gets killed and you're like oh like we're doing that like I really thought like somehow the whole family was going to survive I just wasn't yeah. anticipating that I mean again I like when I'm Sur- surprised but yeah, I just felt bad for them and I don't know if that was necessarily the right way to go because I still I still don't know even how I feel about it because I felt bad that this was happening to them. And I feel like you shouldn't, you should just be like, oh, fuck. Like, this is amazing. You shouldn't feel necessarily bad for the characters. Well, so what you're saying to me, too, is like part of the missed opportunity that I see in this movie 
because it's like I think to like what you're saying is like they didn't really do anything wrong, right? Like they weren't the ones that read the Necronomicon and whatnot, right? Because it was well, the son didn't read it; he just played it. Right? He played it, yeah. Right. So th- I think that's the other part too. Was like you played it, and now they get fucked. And he was like, "You open the book with the skin on it. You're that's on you." But they didn't do that. See, and, and that, that and that. I think that's. Me, I think you're just friendly. That that was what the issue right. was for but me. But that to me though, so I got that like when I was watching it, right? Like because there wasn't the. Um, the book like there normally is but for me that opened the door having him play it on the video or the, I'm sorry on like the, the tape recorder like the Walkman like that to me opened the door to some potentially really interesting storytelling mm-hmm. in the lore of the Evil Dead universe because like you said right it's always been you read the book and then you're fucked right they didn't read the book in this case they listened to the, someone else the, reading someone the else book. read the book right and that to me opens the potential to tell the story in a different way um, or at least have like the the way you solve the problem right be done a little bit differently and then it, but it, but the, none, you just got none of that then it was just straight possession murder the whole time and we're all stuck in this little fucking apartment the the entire time like it right. was just like it, it was just too like like the the cabin right yes it's a small confined space but it's like a full-ass house this is like a brooklyn you know i mean it was still a nice apartment it's still a nice apartment but like you know yeah it probably costs like six thousand dollars a month but like we're still in like a new york city apartment right like it's not like you know even even in scream five right they had the the where or scream six whatever it was they had the wherewithal to like get people the fuck out of you know the apartment like during the chase scenes right right and it was just like yeah just i was super bored the entire time until they got into the elevator, which goes, A, I could fucking see a little bit more because there was a light in the elevator. Um, you know, and then... The, like, the ending was strong. Like, that, the ending that was fucking strong. weird monstrosity <laughs> combine. Okay, so this is... Okay, so this is what, like, I... Like, it was... I, I have to, like... I, I when I, Whenever I see scenes like this in movies like this, mm-hmm. I always think to myself, I want to be in the writer's room because I want to know at what point... They went from like, okay, we're making like a serious horror movie with lots of blood and gore that's really serious to all of a sudden there's like the wood chipper from Fargo is in the parking garage <laughs> of this New York City apartment. It made no fucking no sense. No fucking sense. But like from my like little B-movie loving heart, I was like, yes, I love the fact that there's a wood chipper in the middle of a parking garage in Manhattan yes. just to throw this body into. Fucking great. Because it made no sense. <laughs> it made no sense. Um, the other thing I had was, I mean, because you know me, I don't like children, right? Oh, yeah. My favorite scene was they fucking <laughs> have the door barricaded and the little bitch is inside and she's like, and first of all, the actress who played the mom yeah, I mean, she looks very normal, and then possessed looks fucking nuts. nuts I loved yeah. her, and she was just like, "Mom, we're scared," and she's like, "Nothing. A big kiss from you will help." And then she's like, "Are you? You're not tricking me, right?" And she's like, "No, baby, open the door." And then it turns to like the sister, and then the camera turns, and you just see little bitch getting wrecked. <laughs> you're like hands through the door, choking the bitch out. And I was like, I'm here for it. <laughs> it was the, like one of the best. And also, the, I love the cheese grater. Oh, yeah, the cheese uh, grater was good. Yeah, the cheese grater was actually a good part. I did like that. Because, again, that to me goes back to kind of like that camp element. Exactly. Right? Like, that's the that's the kind of shit. I mean, like, again, you know, the, the, the 2013 Evil Dead, right? Like, shout out Lou Taylor Pucci. Like, that movie is arguably the best Evil Dead because it's the perfect blend of 
the of true horror, the camp, with right? The because good like, like that, to the original. that image of like you know when she's like peeking through the floor and she looks fucking terrifying. Yeah. She's like, "Come down here, let me suck your cock." Yeah, like you know what I mean. And like it was like, <laughs> but she looked genuinely terrifying. Totally in yeah. that movie. Yeah, you and know, it's raining blood at the end. Right? Oh, it was, it was all so fucking good. great. Yeah, like I said, wasn't my favorite, but I I I, I did like it. Yeah. Not I'm not as I mean. Yeah, I, I wanted to like it. I was very excited. Cause remember when I saw the. The trailer for like the trailer had me. So like, if we're if we're doing, amped. I mean, not that I'm making a new thing, but like if you if you had to do out of ten, what are you doing? Oh, out of ten, I'm gonna give this. Ooh, out of ten, that's a good one. It's probably like a six point four for me. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like a seven point five. Yeah, yeah, it's probably okay. like a six point four. Um, yeah, yeah, like you know, I, I won't watch it again, but like it was, you know. I also like, enough, and I also suppose. just for me when I'm in when I watch horror movies, whenever they do practical things, it always really gets me. That going. always gives you. And a bump, I love yeah. how pretty much most things in this movie were practical. A lot of practical down to effects. the gallons of the blood, down to like the, all the prosthetic makeup. I, I actually was, watched the cool behind the scenes on that, and it was cool watching them film that scene in the elevator where they were they were just they were in the you know they built the set in the elevator and they're just they're just fucking dumping this you know corn syrup whatever on them oh my as god like, they were like legit in it like i was like that like that's what i like like that's you know that's like half the fun of making movies too, exactly. right? Like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna make a movie well, when like we that, make our when we make a movie we'll, right we'll find. yeah like you know, <laughs> d- dump all the fucking uh red uh red tinted corn the haunting syrup. Oh, of go, uh right? lincroft there we go <laughs> No, if, if we're gonna make a movie, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the Real Housewives of Monmouth County, except a horror movie. Like <laughs> they just all fucking die. There we go. They do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think it made enough money to really do anything else. So. Yeah, no, unfortunately, it didn't, and it was, and it, you know, I, I'd have to, I, I would have to actually ask Lou about it because I'm curious because I was honestly because the the 2013 one was very successful, like critically and commercially. Yeah, I think that got tied up nothing, in like I think that got tied up in like trademark though. It has to be I think right? it was like, something like who owned Evil Dead or they yeah. didn't know what they wanted to do. It was yeah, it was weird. Cause, cause, yeah, because the fact that that movie didn't spawn a whole other Evil Dead. Universe well I think that's what they wanted surprising. to, but I forget what held it up. I'll ask Lou about it, he'll know. Yeah. Um all right, let's talk about John Wick Four because I, I finally got around to seeing this last week. It had been I was like way behind on it. Yeah. Um. Now, mind you, the first three John, I mean, the first John Wick's always the best. Yeah. Um. The other two were very much like, okay, I get it. This movie, probably my least favorite. Really, of, so of your the, least favorite. I mean, there was parts that I liked, but in overall, not my favorite. One, I'm gonna say the same thing the wrong way. Two fucking long and i get here's the thing as someone who watched endgame multiple times yeah i don't mind a three-hour movie i really don't but it has to make sense for that because i and i this is exactly why it was three hours it was three hours because they had enough money and basically said we're just gonna keep adding action scenes to fill out three hours even though it doesn't make no fucking sense that's the part that gets me. It was just, it was just, we're just going to keep throwing shit in because we can. It didn't, it, it, the story didn't dictate the length. The length dictated the story. Correct. It was, it was an action porn movie for sure. Cause from a story perspective, they could have easily shaved off an hour and it would have been just fine. Yes. Cause the story is pretty straightforward. I honestly would say it's probably my second favorite okay. of them, but because the story kind of comes to a bit of a resolution. Right. I did like you know, that. Like, um, but it also gives you more of like, 
And there's always he's always had these you know he's had these loose connections with people right throughout his other movies mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But this one, the the connection between him and Kane, I just like I really like resonate with stories like that. I loved how you have these like these two warriors essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, both kind of like trying to retire, trying to get out of the life. Um, with this like mutual respect about them, right? And like they, which one was Kane? Was that Bill? Donnie Yen, the the blind guy. Oh yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah right. I'm... You know, and, like they're, they're fighting their way together, right? He helps him to get to the duel just so they can fight each other, right? Like I, I've always, I always love stories like that. Um, and like the way that it ends too, with like they're they're kind of working together at the end, basically. Right, because he, he's like, oh, I'm gonna like where how Bill's was that Bill's car's guard like yep. switches because he's like he didn't ever shoot and then yeah boom, oh that dead. was such a great he's like you dumb fuck he's like he never shot and then bill scrubs like oh she gets right between the fucking eyes like that was such a great and, and, and it's always so satisfying to see just like slimy shithead characters like bill scars that's the thing i i would i wish like i said kane and john had more time to breathe because i feel like they met like twice through the whole movie had a like a quick convo right. and then it was like because the rest was action 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 action, yeah. action. i would have prefer like one or two Alex action scenes and had them breathe a little bit more. It would have made the character moments more impactful for sure. Because again, you had the other good character moments between him and the tracker um, where he saves his dog. Right. Cause like the tracker is always like, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I should be doing this thing, going after John wick. Right. And then he saves his dog and then he turns around and saves him. And it's like, it's impactful, but it would have been more impactful. if The movie was an hour shorter. <laughs> right. Know, exactly. like, Even like the whole thing when he's in like Japan and like, him and like you know Kane and um I, I don't know the guy's name he played Scorpion and Mortal oh Kombat. he's like he's like the the go to guy for every Japanese casting yeah ever. so uh, he's like Hiroki something. Hiroki to I gotta look up um his name so like now. that but like there was something there too they tried to make that that's what I'm saying they try all these storylines but then don't give them any time to breathe because right. obviously him and Kane had some history and you basically got the intro. And the end, all in that fight. Yep. And then he dies, and then you're supposed to like care that he dies. And it's like we were just introduced to him five minutes ago in the movie. Right. And like I'm supposed to care about him and the daughter, but like he, the, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like all these little things, and it's like oh now, and it's just also it's like so a lot of it was very convenient. Like oh I'm gonna go to Japan. Oh I'm just I just happen to have these friends, and it's it got a little much for me. Yeah. No, I totally agree. From like um, the the story. The story, uh, you have to. Um, I feel like this one that I, str- I struggled the most with the story. The yeah. other ones, like number one, obviously made sense. Number two made sense because it was like the father of the guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and the third one, I honestly, it escapes me this story. <laughs> but like, but I'm saying like, you know, it, at least I remember the third one. Oh, that was what everyone's coming after. They, they were trying. They were they were trying to get more into the world of like right because that world. was when they were they had said, oh, he's trying to get somewhere, and all the right. And that's where they and that's where they him. announced the spinoff, the Continental, which I'm super fucking excited for, by the way. Yes. Um. um but, but that like, was one of the things I liked about this movie. You get the salt. You get to see other Continentals. That's why I kind of like that world expanding. Bit. Yeah, I d- yeah I did like the world expanding. Um, I did like I like scenes like the the scene at the arc uh, that was in around the arc to triumph oh yeah like the car scene yeah like that was cool and let me tell you i just went there the traffic is really that fucking oh no yes no i mean that's i mean like that's why these movies a continue to get made and continue to be successful is because the action scenes they're like modern well the the director i believe was a stunt coordinator first and that's 
makes sense. Modern day action movies are not made like this anymore. Like they are, um, they're heavily CGI'd, right? They're they're a lot more. A lot of them focus more on over the top stuff, like like Fast X type stuff, right? Where we're jumping cars out of buildings and spaceships and fucking shit, right? Exactly. And and a lot of and people like they they Hollywood has forgotten the bread and butter of action movies, which is just dudes and people, chicks, whatever, breaking fucking bones and shooting people in the head. Like that exactly. is the bread. Like when you when you look at all the most successful successful action movies, you know, back in the eighties and nineties when they were in their heyday, most of what that was, yeah, there's big explosions and car crash mm-hmm. and car chases and shit. But most of what it is is Arnold Schwarzenegger just throwing people off of fucking buildings. You know, they have the right, one exception that, where he shoots yeah. the guy on the missile, uh, you know, <laughs> on True Lies, right? But it's mostly Sylvester Stallone shooting from the hip, blowing people away. Like those are like that's what makes that makes action movies like stunt, like all like Hong Kong cinema, Jackie Chan, like his parkour shit that he does. Oh my Using god, amazing! The, like th- those movies are endlessly rewatchable because of the practical effects and stunts that they're doing. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it was empty. The other part that I was like, again, I guess it goes back to the story was how it opens. And it's like, they made it, the th- especially oh, that scene was so ridiculous. They made it the, in the third movie, this big thing, like the order and who's above the order. And it's, what do they call him? The traveler, or whatever, the traveler, yeah. whatever it is. Then like, Oh my God. And no one can ever find him. And da, 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 da. And then he finds him, you know, again, Mario Camille in the third one. And he's just like, Oh no, fuck you. And then, like gets then like leaves because he gets what like, gets drugged and leaves. Yeah. And then the beginning of the fourth one, it's like we have this like Lawrence of Arabia. That's actually where they like, filmed that movie. Yeah. But I'm <laughs> saying like on the horse, and he's like, oh, just kills traveler. I know. And like they made it almost like this traveler guy, some like this almost like mystical figure. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, John Wick just pops him. But I also and it's love- just like it just was so like. Really, I also like, love how they they is like in that scene specifically, right? When you think about the beginning of the final act where he gets his new suit and it's like all Kevlar reinforced and like, you know, protection, right? Yet here he is in the middle of the desert also wearing a black suit. <laughs> like how it's ill so prepared ridiculous. are you for like running through the fucking it's desert? It's almost like they're like, they don't want to put him in anything but a you know, suit. He can only wear, like, that's his costume. Like he ha- can only wear that. Yeah. And that's he changes his shirt maybe from white to like black, but he's always got to have a suit on always. Yeah. And so I got, for me, it just felt like a little more like just ridiculous. Like, and what I, where it I was got, a little deranged, where I got that from was the staircase scene. Yes. It was cool. Like I was, they had me the first half <laughs> and then after, he, then he would just, he fall. goes to the bottom, but it wasn't even just like two. It was like, to the bottom. And then it happens twice. And I'm like, is this like, supposed to be a comedy because that's where it's starting to lean to me it's it starting to not hokey, be yeah. it's starting to not be serious anymore because <laughs> it was so hokey and then they just have these endless supply of grunts that can run down the stairs and like what i always liked about john wick is there's six people in the house he takes six people out it's whatever yep. they just had guy after guy after so guy funny. after guy and it was like holy shit yeah um but I will say, I did like, I mean, and we can now, this is where I get the meat of it. Did he die? Right. That's the question. Right. That's the question. I, so, so let's think what he got shot in the arm. 
Yeah. That's not going to kill you. That's not even going to And like, he got shot. Like, it, like, he's got, like, shot shoulder, yeah, arm, shoulder. and, like, in the chest, the, I thought. Yeah, like, 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 lower. Yeah, like, so that's where you have to kind of think about, right? And then the like, fact that had they did the whole, like, he had a tombstone, and, like, his friend was visiting the right. grave. And but then, like, he, he, the, then he subtly hinted, he's like, did he go to heaven or hell? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I forget exactly what he said, but he hinted that, like, he didn't die, right? So there's that whole thing. You know, and I don't, I don't know. You're a nurse. You tell me. Like, there are some organs you can miss by like that underneath, like the rib cage I mean, area. Listen, right? listen like, we talked about this during scream. Everyone gets fucking stabbed in the gut, <laughs> and they there's so much scar tissue that can happen that like he, he needs a colostomy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because like his, over that side, if he got shot on the right lower, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly it's his large intestine you can't just be like just wrap me up doc and i'll heal no that's a major surgery that you're getting it's not like you know you get these surgeries and in like action movies and they just pop the bullet out and like put a band-aid like no you need legitimate abdominal surgery and on after that at least five to ten days in the hospital yeah afterward it's not a let me just wait you know like action movies love this like this random white cloth bandage oh, yeah. around my trunk and that's all i need to survive a stab wound it's insane but it's weird because i was like why are they killing him because i thought this is like what they want to do like they want to keep going but i guess they don't have a story anymore well yeah so they're because I, he's out now. i was actually reading about this yeah he's they um Keanu Reeves, there's no fifth movie planned. Keanu Reeves has said that he would come back for a fifth, but it ha- but it, he'll only do it if the same director um, comes back because I think they they just he just trusts his yeah. And I think that director probably was like yeah, I want to do something else. To be yeah, to be perfectly honest, what I, what is best I think for the John Wick world is that um, they you you keep him alive, right? You don't need to make any more John Wick movies. You've got this Continental show coming out that's going to explore. Because clearly, like like, like I said, one of the things I like the most about this movie is you, for the first time, really got to explore kind of the broader elements of this world outside of just the world surrounded around Right, like this whole thing of like the duel and if you want to get out and you have to be... And the Continental in Japan. Right, and you have to be sponsored by somebody and all this shit, yeah. So I think there's a world where you can very easily continue to cash in on this. Like I'm, I'm going to assume the continental is good, right? Like I, it seems like it's going to be good. Um, there's a world where you can easily cash in on, on expanding this universe, have other protagonists, right? Tell a different kind of story within this world. There's a lot to do. And then fucking, you know, two years from now in one episode of the continental or like a three episode arc, guess who's back? John fucking wick, you know, like, yeah, People well, I think they're fucking minds, and then you know. I don't know if it's a movie or a TV show. It's called The Ballerina, which they're basing off yeah. of the ballerina from the third movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and I feel like it's supposed to have Anna de Armas in it. Now I have to look this up. Yeah, because um, I think it's a spinoff movie, if I'm not mistaken. I think I remember hearing about this actually. Yeah, because I mean, she was. Ba- I thought it was. You know, I I know about it. Is I thought it was a weird choice because I'm like. The ballerina was barely in the fucking third movie, so now we're making a whole movie out of her. I just thought it was. Oh yeah, ballerina, twenty twenty four. A young female assassin seeks revenge against the people. Oh, it's yeah, it's. But then now, like reading it, it feels it feels very Black Widow though. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, according to IMDb, Keanu Reeves is playing John Wick in this movie. 
Oh, um, really? The late Lance Reddick apparently has also shot some scenes. Norman Reedus, Ian McShane. But I mean, it's in. There's not a lot here. It's in development. Expected June 2024. So that's interesting. I did. Yeah, I totally missed that. Because I've, I've been looking forward to the Continental. I'm like super excited for. Yeah, I think it's also going to be set in the 70s. Ballerina I think these, or Continental? The Continental. It's like um, set in like. Yes, ba- it's, it's back when John it has, Wick, yeah. like, Well, his friend, I can't, it's Ian McShane, but I can't remember his name. Um, It's based on yeah. when he's young. Yep. Yeah, it's pre John Wick. So I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be good shit. Um, but yeah, I mean like the John Wick movies, especially this last one, it's just, it's action porn, but it's like, like honestly for me, the three hour clock went pretty quickly just because I can watch movies like, like that action, like all fucking day. Like it's just when it's good, when it's good action. Yeah. I was, I I think also too, it occupies a space that's not really being occupied right now because like, yeah, like there's, there's no action movies. Like I mean, because I, I don't even cons- do you consider Fast X uh, action movie? I don't. You know I mean, I mean? It, it it is an action movie, yes, but it's in a completely different genre because it's not like an action hero movie, right? Um, especially because it's an ensemble. Are you telling cast. me Dom Toretto isn't the best action hero? <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? It's it's t- it's it's tough because you have you typically think of action movies, action heroes as people that like are trained to fight well. Right, right. right. You know, and Dom's kind of a brawler, right? I mean, obviously the one where he teams up, or the couple that he teams up with The Rock are really good, you know? And then The Rock's, the spinoff with Jason Statham is great, you know? But like... I would say that was the best Fast movie. Which one? um, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I would say say so too. Because I mean, it's... Because that movie did tapped into what Fast X should have done, or Fast franchise should have done instead of continuing to balloon their cast. That movie tapped into the classic tried and true buddy cop genre, right? And I think this and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the stakes on that one weren't world ending. No, they were it not. It wasn't world like ending. it wasn't like this massive rockets coming toward the U.S. and we have to battle yeah. it with a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just remember that movie. I know there were stakes. There's always stakes, but I think the stakes were more of Idris Elba is like trying to take over some shit and becomes like takes the super soldiers. It was much, yeah, it was it was Um, much smaller. But it wasn't like not like every fast one where it's like the world's really ending if you don't. It was much smaller scale, and Jason Statham and I'm sorry, Jason Statham and The Rock had such better chemistry than any of the other fucking characters. In any I of can't believe movies. how old like, Jason Statham is and he keeps going. I just saw, I, I didn't realize the Meg two is out now. And I was like, Oh wow. I, I just, and I, I watched the Meg in theaters and I was yep. like, I can't believe they made a fucking second and one. You know, it comes out soon too. Oh no. Since we're on the topic of action movies. What? Expendables four. Oh fuck me. That's real. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> Because it's been so long. I know it's been a while. I uh, like really Stallone and all of them are coming back. Stallone, Statham, oh, Randy Couture's, Dolph me. Lundgren. I cannot fucking do one of my favorite lines like ever was in the third one. The opening scene is they're rescuing Wesley Snipes. It was like the first movie he did back after being in jail in bre- yeah, for prison. tax evasion, right? <laughs> They're, they're they rescue him and they're asking him. And he's like, "What were you in jail for anyway?" And he goes, "Tax evasion." <laughs> I was like, "Fucking died." So well, I remember when the Expendables was around, right? Yeah. Like when they were kind of coming yeah, like 2008 out. Two thousand eight was when the first yeah. one came out, and they 
they had released like there was a possibility of called the expended bells b-e-l-l-e-s and they were like oh we're trying to get like you know sigourney weaver and linda carly it would have been so awesome it was so i was like that i'm fucking here for and then that basically got scrapped for whatever reason then we get fucking ronda rousey in the third fucking movie i know and i gotta admit the third movie was actually really good like i I honestly couldn't tell you anything about uh, it. The third but. movie is really good because it has fucking Kelsey Grammer in it. Like, oh, that's that one. Okay. Yeah, he's like the I don't know, like the consigliere or whatever. It's just it's a fucking. Is that the one with Bruce Willis too? Uh, Bruce Willis is only in the first one. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, then Schwarzenegger is he in the second one too. I know he's at least in the first one, maybe yeah, the that, second see, one. See, they all, all the fucking... Yeah, because in, in the second one, they bring on Schwartz. Like, he, he gets some action in, right? You know, and, like, he's got... Chuck Norris is there, and he's fucking so stupid. I love these movies. I can't believe it. They're me. so fucking great. Like, <laughs> I can't believe... I really thought that fourth one was just, like, a development I know, right? Like, a joke. joke. Yeah, dude, Meg... Uh, Meg uh, fucking... Uh, Jesus Christ, who... Uh, I Meg Ryan, if not... Who's the... Meg Ryan's in Expendables? Let's go! The, the why can't I think of her Explain name? what she does. She was in Transformers. She was married to MGK or dating MGK. Oh, Meg, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Yes, Meg Ryan. I'm like Meg Ryan because <laughs> we were talking about. If Meg Ryan episode. shows up in Expendables four, <laughs> I'm 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 getting up and leaving the theater. <laughs> oh God, that would be so good. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh man! All right. Well, I got nothing else on these movies. Yeah, no, it was these good. Were, these were these were fun movies. Um, but uh, next we're gonna do uh, Mario, Mario, and Fast X, and Transformers, of, and Transformers. Shit, yeah, Transformers. Start to see all those movies. Um, and then uh, we're gonna go see Teenage Mutant Turtles. <laughs> so <Yes>. excited! <laughs> God, well, thanks guys for listening. As always, we'll see you next time. I'm Matt. I'm Will, and this is a podcast. Yes. <laughs>